dear friend. As a young girl, I couldn't have imagined how much my love for cheese would define my adult life. For snacks, my taste buds favored the tangy creaminess of cheddar. And they still do. Not surprisingly, Annie's very first product featured cheddar cheese. Today, dozens of them are big on cheese. One of my daughters has the same cheese gene. And for snacks, we'll share sliced cheddar on an open box of Annie's Cheddar Squares. Life has come full circle. Bye for now. Annie from Annie's Homegrown. ever buy Annie's Homegrown? I used to be a big old Annie's addict, but I don't do box boxes. Oh, I, I only see. do pasta in a box. Well, what do you move with? Bags. Yeah, tons of bags. Hi. Hot, hot air balloons. I'm grocery store Brian. Still haven't found a name. I'm bag lady Aaron. No, that, that sticks. I feel like that's insulting. I, I, okay. I don't know. I think it's a compliment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm re, I'm re Mary the night. claiming. Yes. Uh, I'm uh, L.A. Dodger Brian Safi. <laughs> this is the groceries podcast. I've got my aisle on you. <laughs> I like it. This is the groceries podcast where we talk about all things groceries. The carts, the produce, the cashiers, the parking, everything. The pr- yes, all of it. The and prices. The pr- and we've been mostly very local to Los Angeles, but we plan to expand as soon as we go Worldwide on tour. Worldwide domination. Brian, where'd you go this week? I went to... Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's, for those of you, everyone knows, but for those who don't, because there are some cities who don't, still don't have one, um, it, it you are a Trader Joe's or you are not. It is a cult mentality, the likes of which I think rarely exists in terms of grocery store, store culture. And I think they, they, I don't want to say they feed on it because that sounds predatory, but they build it up. Do you know what I mean? They have a theme. They have aisles that correspond to the neighborhood you're in. They all have certain, the, the employees there are very happy. In fact, our producer Kimmy told me growing up here that when all the grocery stores went on strike, Trader Joe's didn't because they didn't want to. The employees loved working there. So they must have some kind of benefits there. Uh, And so I guess that sort of idea is a little infectious because they're also known for their incredible customer service and for talking to you in the checkout aisles. They they, from legend is they have to they have to legend legend (laughs) is Trader Joe's legend is that someone has to say something about something in your cart. So that that, the the person checking you out has to say something like, oh, you tried those. They're really good. Or like, oh, though, God, your your friends are going to love those. You know, if you buy like. You know, condoms. Yeah. They don't sell <laughs> they them. They don't sell them. And they also don't sell band-aids. And they don't sell they do they sell tampons or pads? I I don't believe do, so. They definitely don't sell, sell don't lube know. or condoms. Not that those are the same thing. If but it they, goes inside your body from the bottom, they don't sell it. Oh, except so, TP. I guess that just means Trader Joe's is completely uh, sexophobic. Oh, right. It's so it's like for virgins only. They don't want you touching. It's your monk nothing. uncle. Yes. Okay. Trader Joe's is named as all grocery stores are, or many, after its founder, Joe Colombe, which I think is gorgeous. And he, I feel like I know part of this story, but I think I have like a really terrible version. He's a brother, right? Is he in deep competition with the brother? 
Not that I, not that okay. I read. So this um, is a, I, so I'm talking, thinking of a fantasy book that I've read. Yes, okay. definitely. You're thinking of Game of Thrones. Um, so it began and in he's 19- a Targaryen. He yeah. sure, t- t- yeah, Mama, Mama Ch- Charja or whatever. So. Trader Joe's began in 1958. It used to be a competitor of 7-Eleven. Like, it used to just be a nothing. It was called Pronto Market. You hear that 7-Eleven? It used to be a nothing. 7-Eleven, by the way, who now plays their music very loudly outside, uh, like if you, or their, their radio station, whatever, very loudly so that uh, homeless people don't congregate there any longer. So it, the music drives them crazy. So that's why when you walk into a 7-Eleven now, chances are the music will be very loud before you even walk in the store. And it's to just drive people who stand outside their nuts. Anyway, so as far as I'm concerned, Trader Joe's won the war. So uh, Cologne, th- this is no surprise. I love the fucking, the, sorry, I love the links that 7-Eleven went to to do outside speakers. Yes. Instead of giving money to a local homeless organization. I know, they went straight to, what is that speaker system called? Sonos? I wonder... They should have waited because now Ikea is doing Sonos for much cheaper. Okay. Cologne uh, developed the idea of the Trader Joe's motif, which is- as Pirates? They, the South Seas is what they call us. Okay. After a Caribbean vacation. He came, He went on a Caribbean That's vacation, got so relaxed, had this great idea and was like, you know what? I'm bringing a piece of this pie back. And of course, this was developed in the 50s when tiki culture was like at its height. This was like when everyone legit and not for camp effect. This is when Trader Vic's was like more than one location and a big deal. And people were drinking Mai Tais and like What's the, the whole thing. What's the place on Sunset that's still around? Tiki Tai. Tiki Tai. Or Tiki Tea, I think it is. Yeah. Is it Tiki Tai or Tiki Tea? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Been there once. That's right. Uh, but Trader Vic's was the was the big tiki bar. It had 25 locations at its height. And so fucking Joe Colomb recognizes this tiki theme uh, and also was inspired by the Caribbean and comes back and is like, hey, Trader Vicks, Trader Joe's. Okay. So not very imaginative in Not a way. especially. So the first one opened in Pasadena, California. It's still, this is history. It's still open. That location is still open. I didn't go to that Not one. like Albertsons where they tore it down. Tore it down and put up a statue. Can you mentioned a statue in front of a store? No. Me neither. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, so this store is extremely successful. It is the highest grossing grocery store per square foot because they're very small. Most grocery stores carry 50,000 items. Trader Joe's carries 4,000. And let me say something about what they carry. They are rarely out of the four products that I get there. Sure. Uh, eye cream, thigh cream, head, head butts, which is when someone had, it's a headbutt protector. It goes on your forehead. Yeah. They don't sell band-aids, but they sell that. Yeah. And uh, edible noses. <laughs> you got me. You got my number, hussy. What are your four? What are your go-tos? I get, um, I get plain turkey jerky for the dog. That's his like high, that's his high end treat. So he doesn't attack people. Okay. I have a, a significant thing about a dog later. And oh, you Joe's. do? Yeah, I'll get there. Then I do their chicken sausages are delicious okay. for breakfast. I do their sparkling water. Okay. And I get, um, oh, I get their frozen shrimp is, are, are amazing. Oh, great. Uh, so they have the highest sales per square foot. They 
because of cut, they really are the most responsive to customer feedback of, of any grocery chain, of any chain. I mean, obviously local stores are very different and all of that, but uh, they heard their customers when they said that they wanted only cage-free eggs at their stores, so that's what's there now. And uh, and by 2020, or it's by 2020, every single grocery, uh, Trader Joe's will, all their eggs will come from uh, cage-free suppliers. And What about their plastic problem? Okay, so we'll get there. You know okay. I don't give a shit about that. I know that, you don't but care. But I know you do. Consumer <laughs> reports. You put balloons right into the mouth of turtles. Sure do. Trader Joe's loves a balloon. Uh, Consumer reports rank Trader Joe's the second best supermarket chain in the U.S. after Wegmans, which we don't have a Wegmans. So I don't know what to say about that. And it's considered one of the most ethical companies uh, in America. Okay. So as I mentioned before, each store- And stor- is this all trickled down from Joe? Maybe. Joe Colomb. I wonder what kind of cologne Cologne wears. <laughs> is it white diamonds? What kind of coffee do you think he drinks? Oh, probably. I hate their coffee. Oh, it's terrible. It's horrible. I can't even believe they give free samples of it. I hate the Trader they Joe's They sell coffee. La Cologne now, though, in the, in the can. Trader Joe's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. They do. Um, okay. So many of their products are environmentally friendly, but as Aaron pointed out, they do get a lot of shit from Greenpeace, actually, uh, for their plastics, um, because they don't, uh, they, they wrap they, too all much packaging. their veggies are individually wrapped. And that's probably, that's right. And now they have signs cause they're trying to break that habit. They have signs in the grocery stores that say like the one I went to that says like, it says like peaches and it'll say individual peaches, meaning like not packaged. They have to like, they have to point out like we didn't package these. In other words, they're not wrapped in plastic. So some are, some aren't. It depends on what you're getting. But so that's, that's sort of like the criticism they face, but they did hear Greenpeace's cry uh, when Greenpeace, I I guess said to them that uh, a lot of their foods were in point, excuse me, imported, uh, straight from China, including a lot of their seafood. And so uh, Trader Joe's did hear that and scaled back completely with it. But you know that actually, um, and this is thanks to my friend Bella, who reads everything, every label, everything. She realized that she was getting organic, I don't know, chicken or something or, or peas. It was something organic that was frozen. And she looked at the package and it said from China. Oh yeah, a lot of it is. Organic can be from China. But it's crazy that we would have to get peas from there. But it's like, why are you shipping them? Oh, I know. Totally agree. So Trader Joe's, as many people know, has its own private label label products, like every grocery store does. However, theirs are considered a step above because categorically, they contain no artificial flavors, no artificial preservatives, no colors derived from anything other than naturally available products, no genetically modified ingredients, no hydronated oils, and no MSGs. And in addition, their private label dairy products use milk from cows not given an artificial growth hormone. So actually, when you look at like the Trader Joe's, and also they have Trader Jose's, which is their Mexican food, Baker Joseph's, which is their flour and bagels, Trader Giotto's. I mean, it's all get, get, gets into deep stereotypes, which is their Italian line. Trader Joe-san's, which is their Japanese Trader Ming's, which is their Asian Joseph Brow, which is their beer and Trader Jacques, which is their French. Um, They sell all of these under their own labels. And the reason that Trader Joe's is able to stay so cheaply, which everyone knows so cheap, is because they buy direct from local and international small time vendors and they skip the middleman completely, which is why they're able to offer good products at a 
at a discount, at a big discount. They just happen to have fewer products, which is why nationally also Trader Joe's categorically has the worst parking of any grocery store in America. Their lots are way, because the grocery stores are not big. Like I said, they only sell 4,000 products. So it's not just a Los Angeles product problem about, I think they even have their own uh, Instagram handle about Trader Joe's parking. Um, it's categorically horrible. Yeah. It's hard to get in. Well, why like can't they do a bigger, they could have small stores, but so just do double the lot. So you say, I could say that about every fucking thing here. You know what, Aaron? I'm about to walk out. Are so, you going to talk about- The I one I specifically went to. Oh, but are you going to talk about the shelf? It, 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 of I'm new a, products? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Okay. I've, I've never been more excited to hear about groceries. Yes, no, I know. So Trader Joe's, the one I went to, is- in a shocking shopping center. And it's truly probably the worst location in Los Angeles, as far as I'm concerned. It's what people think of when they think of LA. It's the one on, it's 8,000 Sunset, the one on Sunset and Crescent Heights. Uh, It is what you would call the end of the Sunset Strip. So it's just like, it's right across the street from the Chateau Marmont. Um, Everything, all that is there First of all, shit goes down in that shopping center. That is the shopping center that's the Starbucks where someone steals a chair every day and they still haven't found out who it is. Some guy just runs That's my in old there. neighborhood. I know. Some guy literally runs there every day and they've t- tried to do everything to lock down those chairs, steals a chair and then leaves. And then just throughout the day, just steals one chair a day. Uh, this is also the, the same shopping center where... Off-market smoothie shops open and close like crazy. And on-market. Isn't that where you used to get? Body Fuel still exists. They're like the only one that still exists there. But like Muscle Maker, all these off-brand places open and shut there like crazy. This is also where a friend of mine saw Gene Hackman not one year ago punch someone in the goddamn face at the shopping center. It's a disaster. Let's start with the new items. Okay, this is a pro. They have an entire shelf dedicated to all the new things happening at the store, which is exciting. I have never been impressed with one of them. But that must be the market research they're doing, right? Yes, so they constantly are. That's exactly right. They phase products out very quickly if customers respond and are like, we don't like this. Then they're like, okay, it won't happen anymore. We're phasing it out. They, I mean, they they listen and they act quickly. So some of the new, which Kimmy was excited about, we were talking about earlier, they have their own Halo Top now, which is the light ice cream. So it's like 300 uh, I know, I don't calories like, for a pint. I, I'm, I'm the only what can person do a number in on, What can do a number on your stomach? You have to be, which it does. Yeah, yeah. It can be, you have to have a, you have to have a strong German. antibiotic proof <laughs> yeah, constitution to do a halo top, uh, but they do it. They do a cho- they do a, a, a chocolate hummus. They do a bloody mary salsa. This is what I mean. None of this stuff sounds good to me. The new items they really take risks. They do a broccoli and kale pizza crust. You know why I wonder they're doing that bloody mary salsa? I saw champagne gummy bears and mimosa gummy bears at Whole Foods. I, is there a new thing where it's like we're going to put alcohol into the stuff you uh, you don't sure. need alcohol in? Definitely. Um, they're hedging their bets with things like frozen quesadillas. I no. mean, that just takes a microwave. It doesn't take that long. And to like make to it. defrost a, a case of frozen quesadilla, that just doesn't sound good. Ketchup flavored spud crunchies. No, I mean that's just bringing the British into this, as far as I'm concerned. So you you can't even be bothered to put ketchup on your French fries. Exactly. But here's what I'll tell you: I found Aaron. I, I'm actually so excited. I found something as good as cotton candy grapes. No. 
They have sugar kiss melons. <gasps> Anybody in anyone have one? I know exactly. Honey, they were sampling them. She said they look like nothing. They look like they look like shitty cantaloupe. But that that at the tasting station, the lady behind the tasting station, I walked by it because it just looked like translucent melt. Like, what do I care? Honey do, who cares? And she said to me, she goes, You re I walked by and she goes, I I know it looks like nothing. You have to try it. And she was like, it is beyond delicious. And I was like, okay. It was un- it was unbelievable. It was it's the best new product I found in the produce section or period since Casamigos tequila. <laughs> Sugar kiss melons. They were like a buck 99 for a whole melon. There's a guy at the farmer's market on in Hall, on Hollywood on Sunday who sells a myriad of melons and he was taste doing a tasting and it was like a street magician. Yeah. People were crowding around. Yeah. Waiting. It is It is truly, it is like soapbox stump speech, old world market for that, for the samples there. Did you see anything? This is a- Yes, of course. The because coffee it's situation. Right the, I hate the coffee there. No, but they, they, they're constantly sampling it. Constantly sampling the coffee. People go in there for a caffeine fix. That specific location is also terrible because Why it's right below there? a crunch. Why was I over there? I can't remember. I was conducting some businesses, some secret business I can't tell you about. No, I'm just kidding. I don't remember why I was. I was over there for some fucking reason. I went to training mate. That's why. And so I went after. Um, it's very complicated. To I would prefer to go to the Santa Monica one because you can at least park on the street. Because that that complex, because of Crunch and CB2. Yes. I just it, I know, but I just park in the electric vehicle parking, which I'm technically not allowed to do. Why not? You have an electric vehicle. I know, but it's only it's a hybrid electric. Oh. It has to be full electric to park in them. But you know, what am I going to do? Who, what the electric police going to come yeah. give you a ticket? <laughs> you know, and by the way, they owe me money, as we all know. They owe me literally thousands of dollars. So I dare them. Great deals there. The flowers, fantastic deal. The produce, it's it's getting better. It actually is getting better. It's it's taking steps forward because I used to not love it. You can get super cute greeting cards there. Where? The, right, they're sort of hidden, but they're great like birthday cards and stuff. They're super cute. They're, they're an all night. By the cents. elevator? Yes, by the elevator. The cons. No lube. The Tito's was $18.99, which it is everywhere now. So that's nothing special. They do have their own Tito's brand called Versatile Spirit. That, I can't <laughs> fine, get on board with But that. it's only $9.99. The other con, the bakery's awful. They don't have a specific bakery, but anything, they put it all in the plastic containers and the cakes just look disgusting. The muffins look gross. Nothing, none of all that. All their ciabatta can chigoa. And I'll, I'll tell you the final straw for me at that place, and I love a Trader Joe's. The final straw for me at that place, that goddamn bell. I hate that. What is it? Damn Did you bell. find out what it's for? <sighs> yes. One ring is for like the phone's ringing. Someone needs to pick up the phone. Two rings is for a credit card. Didn't like something's wrong with the machine. Three rings is for like, go. F- someone needs to go find a price check. I, can- I think that's the order. So it's straight up pirate code. Yeah. South seas, honey. That's how they operate. Couple of reviews that I really like. And you did talk about their outfits. Oh yeah, a Hawaiian theme. They wear the uh, Hawaiian shirts, which, I which, think, by the way, are now like, I mean, they're on trend. It took them. It, it they came full circle with their they've, uniforms. They've always been ahead of their curve. Also, they had uh, this is what I will say as a single man living in Las Vegas. 
They have incredible, here's the thing. Here's the problem when you're a single man living in Las Vegas and you're constantly at the, at the casinos. I'm not home a lot. Um, so, although you are watching a good four hours of Judge Judy every (laughs) night. One hour. (laughs) But I'm not home a lot. We travel, you know, we can be on the road sometimes. Yeah. We are always on the road. Yeah. Foot. Yes, 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 old country road. So I, but I like having something alive in my place. (laughs) Bear with me. Their succulent selection is fabulous. And I'm telling you, and they have little ones. You just put them in your bathroom, water them once a week, even less. You could put a tiny one in your bathroom next to your soap and it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah, light has to come through. But- it's kind of nice. And so I, I've, I've gotten into the succulent game because like, I, I, I like, I like being responsible for something I only have to take care of once every week and a half. <laughs> and Trader Joe's has some really cute ones. Gelson's has some that are, and Whole Foods has some that, but they're too big and they're too expensive. Like, I just like ones that are little pockets. You know what I mean? I don't need a fucking a eucalyptus in my- Just a little kiss of suck. Yeah, exactly. Couple of reviews I liked. About the Trader Joe's I went to. It's a really nice Trader Joe's with a friendly and helpful staff. I almost thought I was in Orange County. I liked it so much. No. Nope. Nope. It's on the first level of a mall, which I love. Nope. Wait, is this on Yelp? It's so relaxing to sit outside. Nope. Nope. Not there. Mm -mm. And this one was priceless. From a neighborhood perspective. I have to say that the female clientele here are some of the most attractive women I've ever encountered at a Trader Joe's location. That may be because it's in the epicenter of Sunset Boulevard. Parentheses, the entertainment capital of the world. (laughs) So maybe women just like hanging out in the middle of a busy Monday day afternoon in their yoga pants. God, I wonder if they have jobs. So if you're single, not a bad place to connect with someone, I think. If I... Saw someone writing that Yelp review, I would smack their computer out of their hand. I will also say this creep. Oh, this eight thousand Sunset Center is also where I saw the guy say to a woman, "Hey, looking good," and she goes like, she rolled her eyes and said, "Shut up." And then I felt empowered because I was in line behind him at Starbucks, and I said, "She didn't. You shouldn't have said that to her. She didn't want to hear that." And he was like, "Oh, that's my wife," and we were joking. (sighs) Do you remember that? And I like literally walked out of the store backwards to my car. (laughs) I was so humiliated and thought I was like being a hero. And really, he was like, fuck, why are you listening to what I'm saying? But also, no, 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 Brian, fuck that guy and fuck them. Because like, it's like when people are like, oh, isn't it funny? We sometimes we pretend that my husband's hitting me. It's like, that's not fucking funny. I know. I actually, in this case, though, when I replayed it, she was not offended. She was like, you're dumb by like. Was just her husband. I don't think that I, I don't know whose side I am on. No, I'm, I'm I, on the barista's side. I am too. I'm on the guy who wrote the review about uh, looking at yoga pants, the entertainment capital of the world. What a creep! Also, like, why are you explaining Hollywood to everybody? <laughs> I know who already shops there. Anyway, so that's the Trader Joe's on Eight Thousand Sunset. I, I really do recommend this store, and I will say the, the another con is that they are. Super shady about their business practices. and Like I, where they get stuff? Yes. And I think that that's less, my impression from articles I've read is that it's less 
um, because uh, uh, they're doing something poorly and more because they don't want people copying them. So they're not transparent, really, about very much. Well, that's good. Which I think adds to the cult experience of Trader Joe's. For sure. Yeah. Do you, how many, um, how, out of 10 cotton candy grapes, where do you put it? <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you. If I had to rank the grocery stores we've covered so far that I've covered, I would go one Gelson's, two Albertsons, three Trader Joe. Wow. Which is crazy because I love Trader Joe. So I will give it. It's just the parking, the people. I, I, I'll give it five. Wow. Out of 10. But you know what? I, yeah. Out of 10. But you know what? I'll kick it up to a six because of the sugar kiss lemon. No melon. They, the, which they don't really deserve credit for. Cause they just brought it into. I haven't seen it anywhere else though. Well, you haven't been to the, Helen Alpert Certified Farmer's Market in West Hollywood on Mondays from 9 to 2 p.m. Oh, that's right. You had a farmer's market. I had a farm market. This farmer's market is a very small one. It's on West Hollywood, just on the top side of Plummer Park. It's a great alternative for people living in the center of hell who can't get it together on Sunday to go to the Hollywood Farmer's Market, which is very big. Yeah, so the Hollywood Farmer's Market is like clothes. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want a guy who Beads. proselytizes about bread? Yes. Do you want weird herbs? It's all yeah. there. This is considerably smaller, but it it's it, it to me it's better because it's just everything you need and not the extra stuff. Right. Like there's not a lot of places to like eat there. You're going to go get food, you're going to get groceries, you're going to get your produce, you're going to maybe get a couple of tamales to put into the freezer for down the road. You're going to get some oranges and you're going to get some fish. Great. And you're going to get some bread. I never would have thought tamales would have been thrown in there. There's a lady who <laughs> makes fantastic frozen tamales. Oh, I keep I see. them in the freezer. Oh, cool. Just okay, got it. Yeah. And then I warm them up later and she gives you the salsa too. That's That is the bloody mary. All yeah. Champagne salsa. Oh, yeah. 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 So, the and the other thing I like about this farmer's market, it is, it to me, it's full of more, uh, it's, 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 there are less guys who look like Father John Misty at this farmer's market. I would think there'd be more. Not at the West Hollywood. Oh, I see. Because the West Hollywood's Monday 9 to 2, and I feel like on Sunday is the farmer's market in Hollywood is a scene, and this one's like, I'm here to get shit done. They, I want to talk about produce, but can I just tell you, and, and also it is a place where you have to be unemployed or have a flexible schedule to go to. 9 to 2, that's prime primo work hours. That's right. Unless you're close by and you have a lunch break. So let me tell you about who Helen Albert is. Oh, thank you. Helen Albert is was a community activist who was instrumental in forming West Hollywood and served as one of its first city council members. She was a teacher and won city council in 1984. She is responsible for- So heading- was Mussolini, by the way. He was a school teacher. Are you serious? Yeah. So he knows how to like so, manipulate. I'm, I'm curious to hear the rest of this woman's story. Well, unlike Mussolini, and that's how I'll start every single sentence before <laughs> I talk about what she did. Unlike Mussolini, she headed up hearings to um, for rent stabilization ordinances in West Hollywood. She helped develop the West Hollywood Homeless Organization. She appropriated funds for AIDS education in West Hollywood. 
She sounds like a baller. Was the first female mayor of West Hollywood. No way. After all of this, she was, this is a great story. She was on vacation in 1988 when her colleagues elected her to the largely ceremonial position of mayor. I love how everything happens to the grocery store people when they're on vacation. On vacation. Yeah. Every- Same with Gelson's. He was in Hawaii or something and then came back and was like, I have an idea. Don't you think it's when all good ideas happen when you're just least expecting You know them? what? That's a good lesson. Yeah. Relax, everybody. Chill out. She was one of the oldest women mayors in the United States. And um, she'd been in, she'd been living in West Hollywood from 1970. She's from Omaha. Nebraska came came to California looking for her dreams, and boy, did she find them. She did a lot of stuff. Oh, and also when she died, her family asked that donations be made to AIDS Project Los Angeles. Fabulous. She's a fucking baller, badass lady. She went from Omaha Steaks to West Hollywood Farmer's Market. Exactly. So that's why this farmer's market is named after her, as it should be, and many other things. So here's a couple of vendors I want to highlight from this market. And I just want to say, this market is very small. It is the it is a parking lot in front of tennis courts. It's not that big. What's great is if you go at a, if you go early enough, you can park right next to it. So you can literally park behind the vendors. Go one block, one city block, get all your stuff, and then go right to your car. It's very fast. Are there ever any fly balls that hit anybody? Yeah. And well, there's a person who just throws tennis balls at you. That's horrible. I know. It's real, but they don't worry. They're kind of soft. Yeah, you're right. They're it's not like lacrosse the, balls or baseballs. Yeah, it's yeah. not like the farmer's market by the golf course. No, no, that's true. That's that one is scary. It's people just running, screaming, grabbing fennel, and leaving. <laughs> You have to wear, you have to go to Trader Joe's to get one of those headbutt you do. protectors <laughs> to get over there. You do. Here are some vendors I want to highlight. Um, Smith Farms, they are 100% certified organic. They had the most mouthwatering, I mean, it's melon season. Let's just be honest. Honey. They had the most mouthwatering watermelons and cantaloupes I've ever wrapped my little lip smackers around. And they're you and, put your whole mouth around a, a melon. Uh, well, I you know I I can unhinge my jaw like a snake, right? Oh my god! I just gulp a melon whole. Wow, and it doesn't taste as good. No, because the inside's a little bit. better. You want the skin off? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have it all: carrots, beets, kale, celery, <laughs> rows and rows of gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful tomatoes. Okay. And I just want to take a moment. And I know this has been a joke recently because we are in tomato season and it's like the only thing that anyone can talk about because. What? Who's joking about tomatoes? There's been a bunch of like internet jokes about like, I love how we literally are in the middle of hell on earth and our political system is falling into the ocean and our sense of decency. And yet we can. Yet all of us are like, thank God it's tomato season. Oh, fair enough. Now, it because here's the thing. I think tomatoes, I would be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't like a tomato. Do you know anybody? I only like cherry and grape tomatoes. Yes, but you like a tomato. It's not like avocado where it's like some people are like, can't ever do it. I like a really good tomato. Well, who, I mean, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's, the, and I want to, that's why I want to just take a little second to talk about the tomato. It is my favorite, favorite fruit we all i mean i mean yeah we know we know it's a vegetable yeah. but no it, we don't it's a fruit it's a fruit but i we all call it a vegetable That's right. because i'm sorry it's salty yeah it's salt it's not it doesn't taste like a god if you put it right next to a sun kiss there's no there's no question no, there's no question um i am a tomato head 
You sure are. And my my family, I don't talk about this very often, but until I was in second grade, my family lived in very rural part of Texas and we had a farm and we grew corn and tomatoes what? and green beans. It's the first time hearing of this. I don't really talk about it because it was... I'm, I was going to say it was a sad part of my life, but it's actually like one of the most magical parts of my life. My kindergarten school lunches were fresh from the farm. and No my, wonder you love farmer's markets so much. I love farmer's markets yeah. because it reminds me of when I was um, very poor. <laughs> and, sure. But I mean, I didn't know we were poor. I just knew that my parents grew green beans and corn. And I, I love vegetables because of this. And it was fun. We had a farm and it was fun. And it was just the four of us manning. It wasn't like a big, it wasn't like whatever, like in Hoosiers, your favorite movie. Like when they're like driving tractor, we didn't have a tractor, you know? Okay, yeah. I did see my mom murder a snake once. Did (gasps) I tell you this story? Did the snake have a gun? This was back before when the gun laws for snakes were really strict. Okay. She, no, she beheaded it with the shovel. Oh, sure. Classic West Texas, or I don't know, like maybe you weren't West Texas. It was Panhandle. Panhandle, yeah. Oh, I I know plenty of mothers who have beheaded snakes. (laughs) To protect my children. Exactly. Rattlers. It was a rattlesnake. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's what we had. Scorpions and rattlesnakes up there. Yeah. My point is about tomatoes. I love tomatoes. I have I have been blessed with a childhood where I have eaten strawberries straight from the vine, just like Faith Hill. Yeah. Green beans straight from the garden. Like, I have been very lucky. So, when I taste a bad tomato, I get fucking angry. And I don't know if you know about this book called Tomato Land, How Modern Industrial Agriculture Destroyed Our Most Alluring Fruit. I'll tell you. It's have my, you heard of it's it? It's my Bible. Barry Estabrook. Yeah, he's my crush. That's my Bible and he's my crush, just like the real Bible and just like Jesus. I don't know that book. It's a it's a New York Times bestselling yeah. book about that. It sounds like a beach read. Am I right? <laughs> and if you don't wear sunscreen, you're going to have the same color of the book. Okay, hello? It's about how fucking crazy it is that you go to a grocery store and you buy a tomato and it tastes like nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have heard about this book. It yes. tastes like nothing and yeah. it's sad. So when you taste a good tomato, that's how it should be. You should always be tasting good tomatoes. You should never be tasting bad tomatoes. Bad tomatoes are a symptom of agricultural meltdown. Yes. And the fact that they're like, it's a tomato. What's the problem? It's like, it tastes like fucking plastic. Yeah. So no, you- th- th- I think that's the problem is that a lot of times tomatoes or strawberries or it's this whole thing. They li- literally taste like nothing. So what's the fucking point? Yeah. There's no, th- where's the nutrients? Where's the, t- like, why? Right. Also at the farmer's. So anyway, that's a whole thing. So read that book if you're as crazy about tomatoes as I am. And also it's tomato season. So get wrap your lips around some tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> That you could do. This is this whole episode is about circular things you can put in your mouth. Yes. I would also like to talk about at the farmer's market, one of my other favorite places, which is this place, JP Seafood, JMP Seafood, who's also at the Hollywood Farmer's Market. They're all over the farmer's markets in LA. The triangle of relationships that happen at this at this cart. Are fascinating. I bet. So it is. Owned- there, I have to say, a farmers market crowd is something else. This those conversations. This trio. Okay, so if you go to the Monday market, you're going to get the son of the owner and his sister in law, his ex sister in law. They work that one. Okay. They hate each other, <laughs> and it's fucking obvious. 
And they try to be charming to the customers, but they hate each other. Yeah. To a point where I now will stand in line. If there's a long line to get fish, because there always is, is they have the best fish. I will just watch them. Sure. I roll throwing ice in each Yeah. (laughs) If you go to Hollywood Market on Sunday, you get his ex-wife and her sister. So essentially, there's three people involved in this business. This is like succession. I know. It's fish succession. Yeah. It's the ex, it's the guy who started the business, his son. Okay. And the ex-wife run the business, but they're never in the same cart at the same time. Yeah. But the sister-in-law, aka the sister, is always at both carts. Yeah. So the vibe with the sisters is fantastic. And the vibe with the ex-husband and the sister-in-law is no good. No good. Yeah. And so I don't even know if the ex-wife and the ex-husband ever speak because I don't know if they can be in the same place. I kind of want to see it. But it's mafioso. It's It's the family business. That's exactly what it feels like. They have fantastic stuff. They also make a smoked salmon that's like really good. By the way, if you have the time, you can- Fly to LA on a Monday. Hop on a <laughs> hop on the most expensive Delta flight you can get on. No, if you have time, you can make your own locks. Oh, it's right, really with bricks easy. or something. Salt locks. Right. Yeah. So if you get a good fish, because they because oftentimes if you go to places like this, it's very expensive to get right. to get um, locks. But you just make it yourself. It takes a couple days. Also, you can put almonds in a blender for like five minutes and make your own almond butter. Just so everybody knows. And there's now nut milk machines. Do you know about this? Oh, you talking about me? Hell yeah. The last thing I'll talk about, I'll talk about two more things that I love at this farmer's market. Um, Great place for Ojai Farms is where I get my organic herbs. And here's what I do every week. I get uh, dill, tarragon, chives, basil, parsley, cilantro, and thyme. Every week I get it. If I don't use all of those by the end of the week, I chop not all of them, but a a good amount into... um, in the, in the blender, and then I put it with some eggs, and I make a frittata. Fabulous. I make a herb frittata. It's delicious. so good. Or you can also take herbs and and the great thing about a frittata is it's good for a few weeks. You know, yeah. Just keep, keep it in the fridge and keep eating off it. It's a oh, I made one of my specialty four week frittatas. Yeah. <laughs> no, that legit sounds delicious. You can also take the herbs, chop them up individually. Put them in olive oil into an ice cube tray and put them in the freezer. Yes. Nigella Lawson does this. Yes. yes. I believe that's where I got it. Oh, I have to tell you too. This is a sidebar. Do you know how long I've known you? Almost 10 years. Maybe 10 if, years. Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. That's, if that's, not that's, longer. That, that sounds right. Last night I came home uh-huh. and my husband had made, guess what kind of chicken? Finally. Diana Garden chicken? Yes. We'd never had it. Ever. How was it? It was the most delicious, <gasps> simple. Uh, it was so simple and I miss good. It. Yeah. I should have you guys over and I'll make it. I would I love ne- it. I literally have never had anyone over. Well, you know. I literally haven't to my new place. In six months, no one's been over. That reminds me. I'm, I can't, I keep bringing it up. I bought you something from Peru. It still has not made it. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> this is this is um, going to be the my my girlfriend in Niagara Falls. Oh, for sure. You. Like, we'll see if it exists. Yeah. Okay, let me talk about one more thing. Please. And you can also, this guy is also at the Hollywood Market on Sunday. See what I mean? It's a, dist- Monday is a distilled version of Do you of ever this. feel like you're being cheated on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time I make a transaction. I know. All the time. Mm-hmm. I'm getting fucked in 
Every no, transaction. I mean, do you ever feel like they're cheating on you at a different farmer's market or not really? Do oh, really? I do think the vibes are different at each market. And yeah. so sometimes they don't recognize me right. and then I take it personally. Of course. Yeah. There is a gentleman who makes chicken. His name is John Phillips and he makes this delicious rotisserie chicken. He's a truck that just does rotisserie chicken. Um, you can also get satisfied of potatoes and broccoli with his, with his own herbs. And um, once you have sucked the meat from that bone, you can make the most delicious stock you've ever had in your life from it, which I also did with Ina Garden's chicken last night. I I used to do that too. I I, I used to, yeah, I used to do that. I used to do that. Once upon a time, I also made chicken. (laughs) Now I didn't know this, but um, John Phillips, who, who runs this chicken um, truck. Abuses daughters and the mamas and the papas. We know. (laughs) Well aware. Was on Jonathan Gold's, is on Jonathan Gold's oh. 101, whatever in LA. Oh, the, and like a, changed whatever. his life. What, I bet. Yeah. Changed his life. Apparently, he's big in the Manhattan Beach um, farmer's market. So it must really bum him out to go to West Hollywood on a Monday and be like, where's my, where are my fans? That Manhattan Beach food scene's like on the rise. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the rise. Now, I want you to be mindful when you're dropping F bombs at this farmer's market because they <laughs> are oh. constant school tours. Kids coming to learn because it's oh, a Monday. I see. They learn how to use reusable bags to um, uh, cook recipes. It's really cool that they have this yeah. thing. Um, the thing that I don't like, and this is why I'm only going to give this nine out of ten cotton candy grapes because I do love this place. Yeah. And it's complicated why I don't like it. They, if you go to farmers markets in LA, you'll notice that there's oftentimes live music. Which I didn't know until I started doing research on this that they're actually paid to do that. It's $150 for three hours, which I think is a fantastic yeah, way to have bad. reward musicians in town. Now, there's a woman who plays outside of the farmer's market, both on Sunday Melrose Market and Monday Market. To like compete with what's happening inside? Yes. Saxophone plus keyboard. That's mean. And I, I give her, like, good for you for doing but it. But maybe a block down. Also, there's an application process to come play inside. And if you haven't been able to play inside, maybe you need some more lessons. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I know that sounds mean, but I this is such a nice, calm experience amongst the fucking chaos of this town. To hear someone playing saxophone that sounds like it's being um, sent through a recorder. Yeah. I, I can't. I, I can't do it. I don't like live music when I'm eating. I don't like live music when I'm shopping. I don't like it, period. <laughs> I really don't. That's all I got on the Helen Alpert Certified Farmer's Market 9 out of 10 K, no, CCGs. Woo! Okay, so we had a, I had a, we had a very good discussion on Instagram about a sign that I posted from Whole Foods that says, please do not use your reusable bags to shop. So someone posted on my Instagram, why do people insist on using their own bags instead of a cart or a basket? That sign is in every store near me. Here was the discussion. Because if you're disabled, it's not always possible to push a cart. If you're in a wheelchair, I see. You need to shop with a bag. Right. Or let's say you have a walker or so, you know what I mean? Like it's not always possible. And um it. As this person, Daisy Downtown, said, one hand 
uh, if you're using one hand to use a cane means you only have another hand to do the functions, which is hold the basket and get items off the shelf. Using your own tote hanging off your shoulder solves that problem. I got a, a wonderful direct message from at SK Widster, who loved the groceries of our first episode. Her dad is a lifer at Albertsons, so started uh, as a clerk and now works corporate. And she asked him to listen to it um, because she was just like, I think you'll enjoy it. So he listened to the whole thing. And he said that at like their next meeting, he's going to share the complaint about the lube selection. (laughs) (laughs) So Albertson's lube game might be getting changed. At least the complaint's been filed to the top. This is exciting. I know. Can you imagine? It was late breaking. Does this podcast in any form of it change the landscape of grocery stores I just might it just might so she she said i could share it and um so yes yeah, shout out to sk witzer's father uh and congrats on your climate albertsons we had another um uh listener oh go ahead oh Did you have a- she but she also wrote back and said he's not exactly your target audience but he'd love the shout out and he might be the key to subversive indoctrination of dads everywhere <gasps> Things are great. If this becomes a dad podcast, I <laughs> I will be very happy with that. What, what if this brings moms and dads together? Mm-hmm. That's what I want. This could be the parent trap. GMC81 says, how do I avoid spending $16 on mushrooms at the farmer's market when I have to chit chat and look into the eyes of a very nice and attractive mushroom farmer? That is what is, that is what the minute you form a, I'm the weakest. The minute I form a connection with someone, they, they can make me buy anything. Here's the thing. If you're going to spend that money because you want to look into the eyes of a hot man or woman, then you just need to figure out some mushroom recipes. You got to make the best of it. Okay. Someone said, question for the pod. This is Brian David 19. This is a, this is a quiz. Okay. Okay. You have nothing at home to make dinner and only 15 minutes to spend at the grocery store. What do you do? Extra points. If you don't go right to the roto chick. Shit. Uh, I, I would do a salad bar. Is that also a cheat though? I, I just got that. I would go to the salad bar or, the prepared foods. I know that's maybe a cheat. I have a really fast recipe if you want to cook. Okay. Flank steak, corn on the cob. You have to have a grill. Aaron. Flank steak, <laughs> corn on the cob. It does take Oh, on no, the grill though. You're right. It, ha- it, probably it takes, takes no time, no time yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. So, and it takes no time to just get it. It depends on how many people are online at the meat, meat thing. But, yeah. And I don't like to eat red meat that often, but yeah. it's a pretty delicious, really fast meal. Get a, get a, get a piece of cold poached salmon. Or, or you know what? Get a piece of, just get a salmon filet, wrap it, put a bunch of salt and pepper on it, wrap it in some foil, put it in your oven at 425 for 10 minutes. That's fast and easy. Slink Cohort said, speaking of shopping carts, can we get some sort of award to the person who invented the carts that are between a hand basket and a regular cart? Yeah, a tr- I love those. You see mostly at pharmacies, like at Walgreens and stuff, they have the like, the, 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 car- the, the like cart totes. Well, there has to be some sort of, and I'm thinking specifically of Target, which is not a grocery, well, it is a grocery store now, I yeah. guess, but they, the carts are so big, it's to encourage you to buy more shit. Right. So- it's almost anti their own profit margin to give you a small cart, yet places do it, and I prefer it. I will fill up a small cart more than a th- the big cart. The bigger the cart, the bigger the expectation. Thank you so much. If you have any questions, you can always DM us. Right at Throwing right Shade on, on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, we've maxed out on the totes we're, we're sending out, but we might have a surprise coming up, which is we might be creating our own tote, a groceries tote. 
I'll see you later. Okay. Yeah. I'll see you at the aisles. 